0: Hello and welcome to today's episode, today we will talk about food insecurity, the upcoming food shortages. So, let's start with the first story. Russian grain deal cancelled. Russia eliminated the black sea agreements. This is from TASS, Russian news agency. Russian presidential spokesman Dmitry Peskov told reporters. The Black Sea agreements are no longer in effect. The red line, as as the Russian president said earlier, is July 17. Unfortunately, the part of the Black Sea agreement that concerns Russia has not yet been fulfilled. As a result, it has been terminated. Peskov added, as soon as the Russian part is fulfilled, the Russian side will immediately return to, to the implementation of this deal on July 22, 2022. A package of documents on the supply of food and fertilizer to the international market was signed in Istanbul. The agreements originally concluded for a period of 120 days. They were extended for the same period last November. On March 18, 2023, Russia announced the extension of the deal for 60 days. The grain deal was extended for two more months on May 18. Russia and Turkey are in talks about what to do next. Now the grain deal is terminated. Deputy Foreign Minister Sergei Vrshinin told a briefing on Friday, July 21. Russia understands Africa's concerns and is now communicating with the continent, countries of the continent, so that they do not feel termination of the grain deal. Deputy Foreign Minister Sergei Vrshinin said at a briefing on Friday. As as regards grain supplies, I have just mentioned the figure slightly above 900,000 metric tons for the most needy countries, certainly this volume is not too large, communications are certainly underway, efforts are being made for the African countries to not experience any adverse consequences in this case, the diplomat added. Russian president Vladimir Putin wrote an article on the Kremlin website titled Russia and Africa: Joining efforts for peace, progress and successful future. In that article, he assured to African countries who have to import grain for food security. I want to give assurances that our country is capable of replacing the Ukrainian grain both on a commercial and free of charge basis. Especially as we expect another record harvest this year. Putin also accused the West of using the grain deal for self enrichment. This deal, however, while it was publicly advertised by the West as a gesture of goodwill that benefited Africa, has in fact been shamelessly used solely for the enrichment of large US and European businesses that exported and resold U- grain from Ukraine. UN Secretary-General Antonio Guterres said on Monday he deeply regrets Russia's decision to terminate the Black Sea initiative. While Russian exports of food and fertilizer are not subject to Western sanctions, Moscow says restrictions on payments, logistics and insurance have amounted to a barrier to shipments. Russia wants swift payment access for Russian Agricultural Bank. This was agreed when the grain deal was first struck but the west did not give swift access for russian bank russian agriculture bank this is from reuters putin said russia only agreed to the deal for the sake of countries in africa and latin america but that only around 3.2 3.4 percent of the grain goes to the world's poorest countries while 40 percent went to the prosperous countries the un agrees according to u.n data around 3% of exports under the black sea initiative has gone to low income countries while high income countries get around 44% and the rest to the middle income states. And this is also true which is the reason why Poland and Hungary and other countries banned Ukrainian grain recently because most of that grain was going to European countries and it's probably still going to European countries. Next topic, Russia going after Odessa. After cancelling the grain deal, Russia is now making moves on Odessa. Russia has started bombing port infrastructure in Odessa. Odessa is the third most populous city in Ukraine. It is also a major transport hub located on the northern shores of Black Sea. Ukraine is trying to re-establish the grain deal with UN. Ukraine proposed proposes a new maritime corridor through Romanian territorial waters. Now, I'll try to put map if I can. I think I will be able to do that. But let's see, for the video part. (sighs) But this is now the important part. Russia also put a kind of a naval blockade on the Black Sea. Here's the statement of Russian Defense Ministry in English. In connection with the end of the Black Sea Grain Initiative, and the session of functioning of maritime humanitarian corridor from 0.00 moscow time on 20 july 2023 all vessels sailing in the waters of the black sea to ukrainian ports will be regarded as potential carriers of military cargo accordingly the countries of such vessels will be considered involved in the ukrainian conflict on the side of kiev regime in addition a number of sea areas in northwestern and southeastern parts of international waters of black sea have been declared temporarily dangerous for navigation corresponding information warnings on the withdrawal of safety guarantees to marinas have been issued in accordance with the established procedure so what's at stake here for russia and nato for russia establishing total naval control over the black sea is existential priority nato has tried to block russian entry into the mediterranean sea with turkey although they are failing as they failed to overthrow Assad, the leader of syria and russia is using syria to bypass turkey nato has encircled russia in the north sea with western europe although the north sea is far away from russia and near the atlantic ocean nato has encircled russian navy in the baltic sea starting with nato expansion into poland latvia lithuania and estonia and completed it with the entry of sweden and finland into nato nato tried to complete the encirclement with the entry of ukraine and georgia com- to, com- to complete the encirclement of russia with the entry of ukraine and georgia and now nato and russia are competing with each other to establish control over the black sea nato without odessa cannot establish dominance in black sea after odessa they'll need to recapture crimea and control sevastopol crimea another major port city then they have to get ukraine and georgia into nato this goes back to the anglo-saxon strategy of not allowing russia a proper navy that goes back hundreds of years But the Black Sea is also just a part of their strategy. US wants to enter the Central Asia as well. They try to make Georgia a part of NATO as well. Georgia is on the east of the Black Sea. Azerbaijan is a country friendly to Turkey. US politicians keep trying to woo Armenia, although the public excuse is the Armenian diaspora. With the Caucasus on their side, US and NATO can enter Central Asia which will complete the encirclement of Russia and eventually further disintegration of Russia and acquisition of Russian natural resources. Central Asia also has a lot of natural resources for the West to acquire. With the entry into Central Asia, US can also completely encircle China. Japan, South Korea and Taiwan in the East, Vietnam and Philippines in the Southeast, India and Pakistan in the Southwest and Central Asia to the West. Also, with the Caucasus, Central Asia, Pakistan, Middle East, US can complete the encirclement of Iran. With Russia, China and Iran falling, Asia falls completely to the West. Then Africa and Latin America will have no choice but to go along with the West. The West is not going to give Africa, Latin America and most of Asia the same treatment as Japan, South Korea or Israel. Just look at Pakistan for an example, with the fall of Asia, the West, mainly the US will achieve global domination. That's how important Ukraine, Georgia and Crimea are. And Russia will never allow anyone to subjugate that. They'll rather start a nuclear war, they'll rather start a nuclear war. President Putin said it, I'm paraphrasing, we cannot imagine a world without russia let me repeat that president putin said it we cannot imagine a world without russia russia will make moves on southern ukraine and link up with transnistria an autonomous region of moldova that wants to join russia with southern ukraine and georgia under its control russia will establish dominance over the black sea and for that odessa is important for russia and nato Ukraine will try to challenge Russian naval blockade. The question is, will NATO challenge it directly via Romania and Turkey? Next topic. Russia and Belarus versus Poland. Tensions are rising between Poland and Russia-Belarus Union State. Poland has been irked by transfer of Wagner Group to Belarus. It is also concerned about the deployment of Russian nuclear weapons to Belarus. There was a verbal and diplomatic back and forth between Russia and Poland. President Putin recalled that Warsaw received territories from eastern parts of Germany as a gift from Stalin. In response, Prime Minister of Poland labeled the late Soviet leader a war criminal guilty of deaths of hundreds of thousands of Poles. Before making that gift remark, President Putin talked about history of Russian-Polish borders. From World War I to, to World War II. He also talked about Polish Lithuanian plans to enter Western Ukraine and occupy Lviv Lavov, whatever it's called. Lviv, calls, uh, as it's called by Ukrainian or Lavov, which is the Russian name. On Saturday, Russian ambassador to Belarus Boris Grizlov said Polish authorities' recent steps cannot be defined otherwise but as preparations for larger scale acts of aggression so there's a good chance that this conflict will turn into russia nato conflict if poland enters western ukraine and there's a good chance that they will poland lithuania eastern europe will try and back ukraine probably directly now they have already been supporting ukraine with logistics and supplies but i think they'll try to back ukraine directly now and it's not going to work most of nato's ammunition stockpiles are gone let me repeat that most of nato ammunition stockpiles are empty they're gone which is the reason why west is sending cluster bombs to ukraine or us is sending cluster bombs to ukraine because the stockpiles of regular ammunition are gone so Poland might try to fight Russia but it's not going
1: to matter it will not work
0: well only thing they'll achieve is Russia entering Poland once again and I don't think US seems that interested in going to war against Russia or US is not willing to go to war with russia over europe especially with taiwan against uh, the war against china over taiwan u.s will definitely go to war against china over taiwan but um, for ukraine for europe will it go to war against russia maybe the propagandists will try and galvanize using poland as an example because poland as the history with uh, England declaring war on Germany with if Germany attacked Poland and Germany did, so England declared war. and this this is what is taught to us in history books as the starting point, the main starting point of second World War, even though it all it was started in 1931 basically, with Japanese
1: attacking the Chinese. But,
0: I think propagandists can try to galvanize the native populations to go to war against Russia over Poland but that being said the supplies are nearly empty. They have to uh, just start manufacturing weapons once once again and that will take months, if not years, to set up all those new factories to increase weapons production output. If If Poland starts a war, Russia will try and do the same to Poland as they are doing to Ukraine that is demilitarization. and maybe they'll enter Poland
1: next Next topic.
0: India bans rice export and, uh, and upcoming food shortages India has banned non basmati rice exports the move is done to countries to, the move is done to control domestic prices
1: the move comes
0: amid concerns about supplies the northern states are forced to replant rice as heavy rents have damaged crops meanwhile roll and fall in major rice growing states like West Bengal, Chhattisgarh, Andhra Pradesh, Karnataka and Tamil Nadu have affected sowing. India is the second largest producer of rice in the world after China. But since most of China's produce is consumed domestically, India is the largest exporter of rice in the world. India accounts for about 40% of global rice trade. In 2022, India exported 17.86 million tons of non-Basmati rice. This ban is set to affect countries in Indian subcontinent and Africa. El Nino weather pattern is also set to disrupt rice supplies further. El Nino is a weather pattern where ocean temperatures in Central and Pacific Ocean rise above normal. The warming causes atmospheric patterns that lead to weakening Of the monsoon circulation over the Indian subcontinent. El Nino weather pattern occurs between June and September. Historically, India has witnessed low rainfall in majority of its El Nino seasons. Out of the last 15 El Nino weather patterns that have occurred in last 70 years, India experienced normal or above normal rainfall six times out of the 15. In the last four El Nino weather patterns, India experienced drought conditions. The Directorate General of Foreign Trade, DGFT, said the ban is effective from 20th July, but the, vessel, the vessels load, underloading will be allowed to export. Shipment to other countries will be allowed to meet their food security needs, depending on the requests from those governments. Panic panic buying has set in US after this export ban. Many Asians, particularly Indians, are trying to secure their rice supplies. Many stores are only allowing one bag of rice per customer to avoid hoarding and shortages. IMF has warned India of retaliatory measures from other countries over this rice ban. Pierre Olivier Gorinchas, chief economist of IMF, said In the current environment, these types of restrictions are likely to exacerbate volatility on food prices in the rest of the world and they can also lead to retaliatory measures. So, they are certainly something that we would encourage the removal of these types of export restrictions because they can be harmful globally. Next topic, Chinese appoint new foreign minister who was the old foreign minister. Chinese foreign minister Qin Gang has been missing for a month. Suddenly he was replaced by Wang Yi who was China's foreign minister before Qin Gang. Qin Gang was considered to be a favorite of President Xi Jinping. President, sorry. Queen Gang was last seen in public on June 25 during a meeting of senior diplomats from Russia, Vietnam and Sri Lanka. Despite speculations, Beijing has remained vague about his absence. Beijing has tried to explain his absence to unspecified health reasons. Queen rose rapidly through the ranks, from ministry spokesman and deputy foreign minister in charge of protocol and European affairs. To the country's second ranking diplomat. Qin was appointed China's ambassador to the United States in July 2021 and 17 months later was elevated to foreign minister and then state councillor in March, opposition ranks above the cabinet minister. Wang, who is Qin Gang's replacement, was promoted to the Politburo. Party's top echelon of power at the Communist Party's National Congress last year. Wang has been seen as the top Chinese official in recent meetings with four former US Secretaries of State Henry Kissinger and John Kerry in China last week. The questions being asked are, where is Gang? What happened to him? Is this removal of just Chinese Foreign Minister? or a start of a wider purge
1: I think it's probably a start of wider
0: purge because that's what it is I think there was another like central banker or some some high level banker who was also replaced but I didn't include include it in the notes because it's not he's not that important so what is happening in china recently the real estate is in bubble their youth employment is high i'm i'm not going to talk about youth emplo- un- unemployment their youth unemployment is high not youth employment youth unemployment
1: is high and What else? The GDP figures are sketchy. They're really, really sketchy.
0: They've been talking about about growth and all that, but it's not, I don't think it's growing. Their official numbers might say it's growing. Their economy is growing, but I, I don't, I don't know. The number, the GDP is what, 18 trillion or something like that, officially. But many people speculate that China's real GDP is somewhere between 5 trillion dollars and 15 trillion dollars. So it's actually lower than what they're saying. And many people think their GDP is less than 10 trillion dollars and higher than 5 trillion. Ah. <sighs> There was a WikiLeaks article in what about two thousand seven or two thousand eight, something like that, that a a senior Chinese government official basically said he does not believe the GDP numbers, official GDP numbers, because and and I think the explanation for that is that their state and local governments typically end up inflating their GDP to get promotions basically and the problem with China is that only the state only the government is allowed to measure their GDP no private actors are allowed to measure their GDP so we have to believe the official government numbers and those government numbers are definitely implemented because you can say anything about wikileaks but what you cannot say is that wikileaks are liars or they public or they publish fake information wikileaks has a spotless track record wikileaks is controversial their intentions are considered controversial by many but the record is spotless they never had to have never had to retract any of their publications and one of their publications was China is inflating their GDP numbers and if you have been on the China rabbit hole on any of the social media particularly YouTube you will see that Chinese are building a lot of ghost cities ghost cities are properties that people have purchased as an investment not because they want to live in those properties and there are many many cities that are just completely empty and real estate is a huge bubble in China so we don't know a lot of a lot of terrible things are happening in China for their economy we, we don't know what their actual GDP is it's it don't believe the actual GDP actual government publication of the GDP it's fake it's definitely fake the question is how much fake is it what about 5 trillion dollars is it 10 trillion dollars somewhere around 10 trillion dollars or is it slightly less at about 15 trillion dollars the the gdp numbers might say it's 17 trillion dollars 18 trillion dollars or 20 trillion dollars but the number is somewhere between 5 and 15 trillion dollars not more than 15 not less than five so a lot of a lot of terrible things are happening in china and for the chinese economy and we are not getting the truth chinese have a strength with with their economy uh, with when it comes to the supply chains the mining of minerals and fast manufacturing, the contract manufacturing stuff but the GDP is the economy is a lot of there, there's a lot of terrible Shady stuff that Chinese government is hiding about its economy Coming to the last topic Upcoming BRICS commodities war against the West All these stories bring me to the final topic upcoming BRICS commodities war against the west we've had sanctions on Russian energy China recently imposed export restrictions on two rare earth ma- metals minerals I think germanium gallium I think those were the names I don't I don't rem- I don't remember for sure but two rare earth minerals are restricted for export from China and China controls for 90% of rare earth minerals. Rare earth minerals are not rare actually. It's just that the the extraction and mining and extraction is really hard and costs a lot for the environment. Which is why most countries don't do it and China does it. So, China recently imposed export restrictions on two rare earth metals. After cancellation of grain deal India banning rice exports we can only come to the conclusion that the BRICS countries will wage a commodities war against the, against the West. I'm not saying West because, because Russia after cancellation of grain deal. Let me rephrase that. I'm saying BRICS countries will wage commodities war against the West because Russia after cancellation of grain deal announced free grain for African nations at a recent Africa Russia summit or Russia Africa summit India also announced to lift export restriction of rice to countries in need so BRICS will ensure global south doesn't end up being a victim of the commodities war the west holds supremacy with technology and capital while BRICS has an advantage over commodities. Europe doesn't have a lot of natural resources. US is definitely rich in resources but US has stupid environmental policies that impact energy production and mineral extraction. Restarting those industries, energy production, domestic energy production and domestic mineral extraction will take years. So expect inflation For years, wherever you are living, expect a lot of inflation during the most of 20s and possibly even early 30s. That's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you guys very very soon.